Here we go. West Hills Friends is a Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. You can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts, especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributors. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Good morning. Our scripture reading today is from Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 27. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as children, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is not hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit herself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And the one who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Let's pray. Holy Creator, God, I ask that you make your presence abundantly clear to us today as we meet here in worship, in grief, in community, and in our vulnerability. I ask that you intercede for us when we do not know what to pray for. Thank you for your spirit among us. In the name of all that is good and holy and true, I pray. Amen. That first verse that I read, verse 18, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. That statement has been one of the only things to offer me peace over the past week. You see, I grew up as a queer and trans person in Arkansas, where my community was not really celebrated. Um, it was very rare for us to come out of the closet um, we, we feared for our safety a lot. There were 
multiple people um, of the LGBTQ community that were murdered in my hometown and around it when I was a child. In fact, the only time I ever heard the word transgender was when people were referring to my trans brothers and sisters and siblings that were murdered. So not many people came out, but those of us that were out at least to each other, we had a secret code word. Um, we called each other family. So when I would hang out with one of my uh, queer or trans friends and we saw someone else who we thought might be gay, um, we would say, I think they might be family. And it was true, it wasn't just someone who was in this community that we were a part of. They were very close to our hearts. So forgive me, this message is incredibly hard this week because, I mean, knowing that 49 people were killed a week ago because fear was so loud, um, that's hard. But knowing and remembering that they are my family makes it so much more personal to me. Our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The word glory means light. God's light is waiting to be revealed in us. Waiting. Sometimes I'm really, really bad at waiting, especially here during waiting worship or open worship as we call it at West Hills. I'm so bad at it. I often sit here and think more about what I will have for lunch than God. And I know this is terrible, but I know I'm an intern here. Please don't fire me. <laughs> I, I try my best, but it's still really hard. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, by the middle of open worship, sometimes I, I catch myself thinking, like, wouldn't it be nice if we could have nap time after snack time? Like, it's a great idea, I think. Um, sometimes I think about everything but God. And then to make it worse, sometimes I beat myself up for being so bad at this worship experience. I regret keeping my keychain in my pocket because the rattling noise is so loud that I'm sure everyone in the room can hear it and it's disrupting everyone else's worship experience. And then to make it worse, I scold myself for that. I scold myself for letting my mind wander. I try to assume what God will look like if we happen to meet each other today and I always feel like I'm waiting for that, but I am so bad at it. Many of us are bad at waiting. And maybe we are waiting and hoping for what we already have. If that of God is always within us, then what exactly are we waiting for? Who hopes for what they already have? What I have found to be true is that there is one who is an expert at waiting, because that one is the one who arrives before we do. Someone is the one who keeps the lights on, sweeps the cobwebs out of the metaphorical windows. Someone is holding the space that we collaborate to create here together. The one who loves is holding that space in the hands that created us. 
And this love doesn't get tired of waiting. This love is every moment, every day, always. This love doesn't leave us just because we cannot get settled into worship. This love doesn't leave us just because we are angry and hurt and grieving. It doesn't leave us alone. This love waits as we weep, and this love weeps with us. This love casts out all fear, but don't worry if you still have fear in your heart, because this love will hold your hand until you realize just how free you are. This love danced last Saturday night in Orlando in a space that was just as sacred as this one. This love held each person close as fear crept in. This love welcomed those children of God in a full embrace, in a way that our world could never manage to do. They will spend eternity dancing in the light of God. This love also holds Omar Mateen, because I do not know how. This love holds each of us now as we discern whether it is time to grieve or act or do both. This love is what calls us to act, and it calls us to grieve and to lean on one another. This love holds us as we do not know what to pray for, and this love intercedes for us. It's fair to call this open worship or waiting worship, because even if we are bad at waiting, God is open to whatever we need to bring here, and God is waiting on us to be ourselves. Our Father God is waiting for us to crawl into the arms that will nurture us like children. Jesus is waiting for us to be his friends and friends to one another. The Holy Spirit is waiting for us to follow her lead and to embrace our vulnerability. God is waiting and hoping and wanting us to be here as we are. Some queries for our time of worship. How can you approach this space most authentically? How have you noticed this love that is waiting to be revealed in us? <laughs> 